Power tends to corrupt, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Welcome back to Hamilton 101. Full credit to Sasha for the intro on that one. I owe him a beer. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 332 of Motorsport 101. No, we didn't just go for an entire brand change. Lewis Hamilton is not paying us to change the name of the podcast. Although, if he wants to, my email is available. <laughs> Dre at Motorsport 101. Hotter at your boy. Um, but uh, welcome to episode 332. I'm your friendly neighborhood host, Dre Harrison. And... Uh, Oh boy, uh, did we get a Brazilian Grand Prix or what? <laughs> um, like, to put it into perspective, we do write a little bit about in notes form about each episode before we get going. This is the longest one I've ever written for a Formula One race. <laughs> this was ridiculous. Oh, wow. It was a sprint weekend. We had engine penalties. We had overtakes, collisions, drama. You had just about everything in this Grand Prix, to say the least. Um, so, let's go around the horn to get cracking first and foremost. First would be King. How you doing, big man? And uh, first of all, are we sure it's the Brazilian Grand Prix? Because I know you've been a bit of a stickler for this over the last week or so. <laughs> well, it is a part of Formula One management guidelines that media should use the official name of the race, and unfortunately is the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. In my heart, it's the Brazilian Grand Prix, but <laughs> it's a Sao Paulo Grand Prix. King, when you upload this episode, I demand you put the Brazilian name in there. It's the true name of this Grand Prix. We are not falling for this Sao Paulo bullshit, okay? <laughs> it's, the Brazilian, it's still the Brazilian Grand Prix to me, damn it. To my right, RJ O'Connell. Hello, sir. Um, not to be, uh, not to be like any other one of a number of mediocre white men and play devil's advocate for, uh, but I say, let's embrace the Sao Paulo Grand Prix because the cut, the federal government of Brazil was not sponsoring this race to have happen. If you know the history about the proposed Rio track and who's behind it, <laughs> oh. why it was supposed to have happen, that yet, yeah, I'm still calling it the Sao Paulo Grand Prix, if nothing else, because I've memorized how to t how to do that little squiggly mark above the A in Sal. <laughs> I put that in good use. Put to you this way, this race was so wild that Nicholas Latifi outqualified George Russell to William for the first time in two seasons, didn't yes! even make the show. <laughs> yes, Nicholas Latifi, a wholesome Canadian Nutella son. My client, <laughs> Nicholas Latifi, conquered George Russell's undefeated qualifying streak at WrestleMania. Second year 2020, notwithstanding, of course. And, and, then, and then threw the team under the bus after the race on team radio because he didn't like the strategy call he gotten. Oh, Nick, what a day. Uh, what a day. And to my bottom right, we have Cameron Buckley. Hello, sir. How's it going? Um, I am so full of <laughs> antibiotics that I can't think straight. <laughs> but I am here. That's why I got nothing. Why? Why? <laughs> Why are the Knicks good? Why are the Celtics crap? Bing bong. Bing bong. I can't even, I, I can't even laugh because my Lakers are horribly mediocre as well, to say the least. Like, <laughs> hey, we are all know? down bad except for Kings Knicks, of all things. <laughs> I don't like it here. This is, not, this is not familiar territory for me. I don't like it. But, uh, but hey, don't uh, worry. You got yourself a brand new arena sponsor that's kicking it on Christmas that everybody oh. loves. It's still the state no more crypto. to me. Welcome <laughs> to Crypto.com Arena. <laughs> soon, enough, soon enough, we're going to be saying welcome to Crypto 101. Oh, no. that, is the day I I that is the day I leave the show. Lewis Hamilton can buy me out any time. I draw the line at crypto. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. If, if there were enough zeros on the check and they're not paying me in crypto, maybe. Trust me, enough it, people it, it, tell us that, that we're they paid, will that pay we're you in crypto. Trust me, enough people say that we're uh, bought off by Lewis Hamilton and our, our coverage of Formula One as is. 
Yeah, 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 you know. Like, they were renaming the show Hamilton 101. Apparently he paid me in 50 limited edition versions of Pierre Gasly's NFTs. Um, Apparently they're coming in the mail real soon. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see. But, uh, yes, the Sao Paulo Grand Prix. We'll be talking all about that over the next, God, 45 minutes or so. Um, Hamilton, uh, Lewis Hamilton. Um, my God, Lewis Hamilton. All of Lewis Hamilton. I promise you he's not paid us. I, I, I absolutely swear. Um, but it was a decent weekend for him, to say the least. Um, but we'll also talk about how we got to that point via the rear wing gap scene around the world. Um, I think we're, we, we're going to go with Flappy Gate for this one. Um... <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure if that was the best nickname available. Um, we'll 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 roll with it. Um, we'll talk about the chop block that Max Verstappen put on on Lewis Hamilton as well. More sprint talk and the final seat on the 2022 grid was confirmed. A little bit of history will be made as China has its first Formula One driver. Ni hao, motherfuckers. <laughs> but who is who is it? We'll find out at the end of the show. But uh, places you can find us in the meantime are on youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. If you're here, like, subscribe, hit the bell, all that good stuff. Um, we're on facebook.com forward slash motorsport101. We're on Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. And uh, if you'd like to follow our usernames personally, you can see us at Harrison101HD, at RJ O'Connell, at CBuckley917, and at Ryan Eric King. You can follow us out on there. We're on Instagram at Motorsport101Pod. You can check us out on there as well for some bonus content. And that's all fun and good. And if you really like us, you can back us financially on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport101. Five bucks at you early access to one of our audio episodes. Ten for the video versions and access to the supporters club of our Discord server. We can listen to these shows live as they're being recorded recorded all that under details or or more on motorsport101.com our website right and further ado let's get into the brazil sorry sao paulo grand prix the grand prix at interlagos that one holy shit (laughs) y'all this was wild. Uh, let's start. Friday night, Lewis Hamilton gets first in sprint qualifying ahead of Valtteri Bottas and Mats Verstappen. But then a bombshell! Hamilton's car fails scrutinizing. His DRS flap at his rear wing opens beyond the 85 millimeter limit. But hold on, we got another twist because the fan captured footage of Max Verstappen touching Hamilton's rear wing after the sprint qualifying session. The investigation went overnight and into Saturday afternoon. We were waiting almost 24 hours of this. Like, we thought Leclerc versus Verstappen in Austria 2019 went long. That had nothing on this. No. (laughs) So we didn't get Almost as long as Valtteri Bottas' pit stop in Monaco. (laughs) We got the decision coming in an hour before the spread. Verstappen gets... 50,000 euros fine for touching the rear wing of a park for me. That that uh, FIA gala bill is going to be lit. I'm sorry. Donation to any one of FIA's numerous charities. <laughs> oh, and Lewis Hamilton would be disqualified from, from uh, traditional qualifying, so he had to start sprint qualifying from the back. As for the sprint, totally not a race, but it looks like a race, it walks like a race, and talks like a race, it smells like a race, but it's definitely not a race. Valtteri Botas beats Verstappen to turn one, leads the rest of the way to take three bonus points, but Lewis Hamilton put on his last to first challenge. He didn't quite get to first, but he did pass 15 cars in 24 laps to finish fifth, and with his five-place grid drop for changing internal combustion engines already in the bank before any of this got started, Hamilton would start the feature race in 10th. To the Grand Prix, Max Verstappen takes the lead at turn one. Hamilton's already up to sixth by the end of the opening lap. By lap seven, Hamilton's already up to third. Valtteri Bottas gave him some help, of course. Doodly falling line. Yeah, you're not on that contract just yet. Sergio Perez provide some resistance before the first round of stops. Per- Hamilton passes Perez, then Perez passes him back on the next DRS zone, then Hamilton passes him back again. It was great fun. Um, two rounds of stops later, this was a two-stopper. Hamilton puts Verstappen under immense pressure, including a pass re- attempt 
out round the outside of Decido del Lago, with Matt seemingly opening his steering on the exit, putting both of them off the track. The stewards deemed no investigation as necessary at the time, which would have sat really bad in Lewis Hamilton fans' stomachs had it not been for the fact that a few laps later, Hamilton finally took Verstappen with an aggressive move into Decido del Lago again, going on to win by just over 10 seconds. An astonishing comeback for our on-brand career win number 101. Verstappen finished second, Botas finished third, Sergio Perez finished fourth and got the fastest lap, Purple Football. And guess what else has happened since the, since, uh, since, uh, since the start of this week? Uh, Mercedes has exercised its right to review on the initial turn four incident. It'll be heard by the stewards a day after this is being recorded. Uh, so you'll hear more about that next week. Holy shit, gang. What this was that? so much we didn't we didn't even mention the five thousand euro fine that Hamilton cocked for taking his seatbelt off on the live track after the race had finished. Yeah, between uh between the the fine for the seatbelts and the fine for the rear wing stroke, uh that's a lot of McChickens. <laughs> oh yeah. That would like, buy so many at spots. So much like <laughs> the, the, the suspended twenty five thousand part of that fine is being sent in the form of a bottle of Ferrari going to Valencia for Valentino Rossi's retirement party. I was like, no, no, I'm, here. I'm, I'm gonna handle over the check, just like, hey, guys. <laughs> y'all, like, okay, here's like, one on the house from your friends at Mercedes. <laughs> okay, well, let's rein it in, folks. Uh, was that Lewis Hamilton's? greatest race weekend if not is it at least in the top 10 top five where are you putting this one folks? i'd say it's, it's guaranteed to be in the top five best ever it's debatable but it has a great case uh it's got to be like top two for me mm. like it's that i actually think that weekend as a whole that was better than britain 08 Wow. That might be his best it's, it might be his best win ever. I hate that Cam Buckley read my mind because that's exactly what I was going to suggest as a counter argument to play devil's advocate. And he's like, shit, he stole my line. Um yeah, look, it's right up there. It's in the com like to quote Al Michaels when Odell Beckham made that backwards grab against the Cowboys, it's in the conversation. Um yeah, Los it's Angeles uh, Rams legend Odell Beckham. <laughs> of course. Good luck to him. <laughs> Good luck to him in his oh, two for twenty-seven yards. But uh, no, I was going to say, like, it, this was this was outrageous. This was absolutely like, like I had to say, the shit housery coming out of the Mercedes team with Toto Wolf acting like Kevin Keegan like in the <laughs> days of Newcastle. I will love it if we beat them. Flexing behind the desk, but it was his team that put him in that pickle in the first place because Hamilton <laughs> might have just saved their championship run. Like, that is tremendous shithousery of the highest order. Um, Fuck them all. Look, Fuck them all. I, 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 I'm, I'm killing time here. That was magnificent from Hamilton. He was put under the barrel of a gun. This was a championship defining weekend this what we we were not joking when we said it last week this was win or bust for, for hamilton and mercedes to, to the fact that they won would have been crazy enough to do it from the back of the goddamn grid in sprint qualifying play past 25 cars over the course of this weekend 25 and won the race by 10 seconds it's it's it is an unbelievable victory from Lewis Hamilton. We were gushing over Verstappen last week, and that lasted, what, six, six days and 22 hours? Two, two complete, just super beat him downs from the two championship elects. Mm -hmm. Two weeks in a row. We we thought this was dead and buried. We really I did think this was this dead was... and buried after after that exclusion. I already had a piece written up saying that like, yeah, if if everything stays the way it is going into sprint qualifying, Verstappen wins the sprint and then goes on to win the race, even if Hamilton finishes second. Lewis Hamilton has to hope Max Verstappen retires from a race to have any chance. It's out of his hands. 
And now he brought, he brought his championship bid off of life support. You know, yeah. we were all thinking like, folks, uh, we got to drive down the hospital uh, if we want to see Lewis Hamilton's 2021 championship bid one more time before it passed away. And then all of a sudden, Lewis Hamilton gets, gets up off the hospital beds like, I'm still here. Sat up out of the coffin. Oh, it, it's full Undertaker out of the coffin. Like, like it's straight up. It out of the coffin, but without a thin blue line t-shirt. Yeah, precisely. Um, no, it's, it, it, it's, it's so true, though. I mean, how did we go from a week ago thinking this was Verstappen about to land the killing blow to, hang on a minute, Hamilton might be favorite again. I mean, don't get me wrong. The new engine absolutely played a big role in this. Um... There is the which way you're slicing it. This is not a shot at Lewis. Please do not hunt me down yeah, on social our, our media. Name, uh, our show is please, named please Hamilton One Hundred One. Yeah, please don't, please don't stalk my Twitter and unblock me and block me constantly. No, um, never do that. Look, uh, I give it about fifty-fifty. Mm. On one hand, Lewis Hamilton's straight line speed was immense. He was a time in the DRS. He was over thirty clicks faster yeah. than some of the cars he was passing. But in order to use that around here, and you can use that at Interlagos, this is a place where you can pass, and you don't need three and a half seconds of delta over someone to overcome the dirty air. Lewis was setting up his laps perfectly, and that enabled him to get that run down the front straight. At the same time, those first two straights are about forty-five percent of the overall lap here, they could not have picked a better weekend to have the unmitigated disaster of an engine penalty and then a quality disqualification. It's like the racing gods were just effing with Mercedes at this point. It's like, we're going to give you a, a, a disqualification from a qualifier session on a millimeter that was, that was a wing that was 0.2 of a millimeter too small. And an engine penalty, but we're going to give you a sprint race to help catch up too, just to make it a bit more interesting. <laughs> it's like the racing gods put that on for our amusement, and it it delivered in every way. And look, engine or no engine, point. yeah, like yeah, it was fun. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit. But uh, look, no matter which way you slice it, engine or no engine, his execution was flawless. It was absolutely flawless, and he, it had to be. Because Verstappen drove out of his skin again to even hold him off for as long as he did, as far as I was concerned. That was 40 Debated laps of Verstappen. It. Yeah, yeah, we'll uh, we'll get to that <laughs> a little later, because, uh, woof. Yeah, even though I should point out that usually all the people making the new engine arguments are just people online, and when mm. you look at the social media of other drivers... They're losing their mind, thinking, yeah. how is Lewis doing this? If other drivers are having that opinion, I think we should take them at face value. Yeah, like, poor Jeff got carpet-bombed for that opinion or during the race itself. We like Jeff. Leave Jeff alone, people, okay? Yeah, Jeff's He's a good a boy. And Jeff's already yeah, losing you know. enough hair. <laughs> I was trying to be nice! I only had to go ruin it! <laughs> but, uh, no, it's, but don't worry, like he's an engine. No engine. An FE teammate. It's like, be great. Like, engine or no engine, look, like, he was incredible. His execution was flawless. The fact he was doing things like spooking Verstappen into going defensive into turn one, something we've roasted people like Valtteri Bottas for in the past. Hamilton bullied that man for 20 laps and then finally pulled the pin on him after a couple of contentious clashes. Um, it, it was it was brilliant. And yet another exhibition of the two best racing drivers in the world right now. And another clash, which we'll get to very briefly. But that was a magnificent... When Damon Hill is saying it was Hamilton, it was, it was one of the best weekends he's ever seen. And Damon Hill has seen some shit <laughs> since racing in the mid-90s. You know... I, I'm taking Damon Hill at his word, and uh, quite rightly so. Oh, let's so, backtrack a bit. So, Friday, Flappy Gate, Flappy Gazi, Flappy Alago, and everything that comes with it. Uh, what'd you make of the disqualifications, the timings, 
Max Verstappen touching the car. Like, I think we all agree that, like, Max Verstappen would have had to have, like, the strength of the incredible... Uh, yeah, we're signing him up as the first Avenger if he somehow caused that wing to break. Like, if he yeah, just... Given that, uh, <laughs> specifically the DRS flap, because yeah. I heard the argument that, uh, you know, pushing something the wrong way can cause an issue. The DRS flap has to deal with the enormous forces both ways. It yeah. has to go up. It has to snap back down. There's no way. And the initial <laughs> the initial camera angle made it look quite a bit worse than it was. It was some fan footage from people mm. in the stands. Yeah, about a hundred. We got an initial angle. Yeah, Formula One it does like, not have their cameras on this. Netflix Bots Bots Films does not have their cameras on this. It's just some dude who catches this yeah. out in the grandstands. What's you don't this, even Chief? need to you don't even need to punch up the storyline in this net season of Drive to Survive. You've already got enough sizzle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it, initial camera angle looked like it looked like Max had his fist balled up and was kind of pushing on both rear wings. And then a second angle came out that was just like He's just kind of looking at it with measuring it with his thumb and graze the back of the wing a little bit. Yeah. And fair play, there's, Hamilton. There's Hamilton no admitted that this didn't impact, you know, the fact that his car was two micrometers uh, outside of technical legality. Yes, because it seemed like at the time that, you know, reports came out that the FIA were going to look at mitigating circumstances around. Uh, the Mercedes wing failing scrutinizing, and coincidentally, a couple minutes later, uh, they summoned Max to visit the steward's office when everyone got back to the track the next morning. So people put two and two together and be like, oh my god. Uh, even yeah. though it later came out that the mitigating circumstances they were looking at were unrelated to Max Verstappen. Mm. Yeah, because we have seen, I mean, we saw in uh, 2018... Seb put his foot on the back tire of a Mercedes and start rocking it back and forth in Park for May. Um, Seb had jokes it's not about something you're too. supposed to do. There is yeah. actually a rule against this, but until this, where we had a car disqualified from from a technical infringement, has this had any teeth? Because everyone's like, he's just kind of touching a car. But uh, now, you can do it. Yeah. You got to pay for their dinner. You got to pay for a really, really nice dinner. Oh, yeah. Like, Trust me. Like, Mattias Ekstrom from 2013 wishes he would have just gotten away with a light dinner. Oh, look. Like, that that fine was so big, it's going to pay for a golden encrusted steak at Salt Bay's restaurant in central London. That's how fucking ludicrous It better that not was. pay for one of Trey Wingo's steaks and cooked inside a truck muffler from, P from Peter Luger. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Look, I just... The whole thing was crazy. I mean, I love the fact that we as a group were sat on Discord late night. Like, for me, it was really late night. I mean, obviously, in the UK compared to my American cohorts. Like, so it was, I think it was about 1.30 in the morning UK time, but it was like, come back tomorrow, everybody. And I was like, oh, for fuck's everybody. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. Come back tomorrow morning. And I ended up like watching the Knicks game of King instead, which didn't go well because we lost to the Hornets. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. <laughs> we, the, fir we, the first we, time in decades of ownership that Michael Jordan wasn't disappointed in his team. Though, in, in fairness, the Knicks had to lose that night because it was it was the first game of a it was the first game in attendance for a certain New York Knicks fan. Oh, it was Scott <laughs> McLaughlin's first Knicks game. <laughs> Oh, that should have empowered them, not taken it away. I mean, uh, yeah. There's not much more to say on the actual DQ itself. I mean, look, you've got to draw the line somewhere. The rule says 85 millimeters, and they gave yeah. Mercedes every chance to pass this test. I mean, things like they tested it four times. I want to say, uh, yeah, four times. Yeah, yeah the comparison that's come out is that the three races in a row, Red Bull has had rear wing problems, and they have. Mm -hmm. um, but the thing is, those have never caused Red Bull to fail technical inspection. And at the same time, Park for May allows you to change parts as long as they are like for like. This is... <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you, sinus infection. 
it is it is kind of uncommon to see this fine of a margin penalized when there was apparently damage. Mm. But at the same time, they've had damage throughout the year and it hasn't caused them to fail inspections. So now, well, for for the most part like on the decision notice, it didn't it didn't note there being any damage. It it noted that the mitigating circumstance that Mercedes was seeking was that uh for the most part uh you can make some changes in park for May. And that was the leeway Mercedes was seeking. But that leeway is pretty much only allowed for damage, which Mercedes didn't have. Mm-hmm. See, they had claimed right. after the race that there, after the session, that there was damage. But this is also Mercedes AMG Patronus Formula One team. You never know which side of their mouth they're talking from. Love oh, whoa, whoa. I, I love the sniping between Wolf and Horner. I think it's great. They're I, I, the I, same I, person, and it's hilarious. Like, I, 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 like, look, Toto Wolf is never losing that popularity contest because Lewis Hamilton drives for his team. They are politicians. They are as bad as each other. And the fact that Toto Wolf, in an amped up state after winning that race, compared a completely valid and justifiable penalty that his team and he is ultimately responsible for and compared it to the racism that Lewis has suffered in his life is completely laughably stupid. It's and a certified I Mark Davis moment. You know, and I, and Davis. I it's a, it's a I, disgusting statement. And I guarantee you, <laughs> if that was the man in purple from Milton Keynes down the road, there'd be pitchforks outside the factory tomorrow. It's not a fair fight. They are politicians. They are as bad as each other. Get a grip, internet, okay? Stop being so fucking tribalistic. Thank you and good night. Anyway, not next non-controversial point. The clash between Verstappen and Hamilton. That shit. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, boy. The Suda That's... do Lago, turn four, lap 48, uh, Hamilton sizing up move around the outside. Um, they've been calling track limits consistently all throughout this weekend. Uh, both cars go wide. Verstappen keeps the place ahead of Hamilton. Uh, the stewards don't have all the video evidence available at the time, so they rule no further investigation needed. And then but Massey told me he had a really good look. I mean, a really good look at it. <laughs> uh, clearly, this is all uh, this is all Ferrari International assistance somehow. Of course, of course, it's a flame Ferrari. Yeah, yeah. John has got to get one good one in before he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh uh, Lord! In all seriousness, though, uh, should Verstappen have been punished for that block, and did the lack of video evidence play a role in the no call from the stewards? Uh, Shall I go first? Shall I go first here? Well, uh, I'll keep. I'll Dre, Dre, everyone, here's the flame suits. I'll stay brief on this one. I don't know. I'm just gonna be real. I don't know. Like, I, realistically, I think he probably would have gotten a black and white flag for it. Anything past that, I don't know. Yeah, none of us are out here advocating that. Like, no same person out here advocating Max Verstappen should be disqualified and excluded from the championship. No, no. Like, at least like, hey, we, we don't know people. that that is a possibility, and. Most likely, the hearing reviewing this will take place before before this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Oh, wonderful. Um, so the bet's on us getting this completely wrong. Uh, you know, I don't like this kind of move. I don't like the fact that you can break as late as humanly possible, in fact, too late, and run yourself off the circuit with your with your uh, overtaker to defend your position. However, since about 2012, you can do that. And the FIA isn't really going to penalize you unless you cause a collision and take the other car out. There's... <laughs> 
There was There's no at collision. least half a dozen examples of people just opening up the steering, saying fuck you to the car on the outside, and running out wide. This was a more extreme example of that. And while I don't agree with it, for the most part, the FIA has been pretty consistent on it. The piece of this I disagree with is the total lack of an investigation. I'm with King. Should have been investigated. Probably should have been a black and white driving standards flag. But nothing beyond that. that. Beyond that, it's kind of at the discretion of the stewards. Yeah. And now that it is after the fact, and we know what the race result is, and because at the end, Valtteri Botas pushed hard to catch Verstappen, but not pass him, we're in a situation where if they review this penalty, and Max Verstappen gets a five-second time penalty, he'll lose three points in the championship. And when we're talking about a championship that right now is within 15 points, every point matters. Oh, boy. Yeah, because even yeah. as it stands, Lewis still has to run the table to win the championship if Max finishes second. So they got nothing race. to lose. Yeah. yeah, and... Yeah, I mean, the way I look at it is... Is I can understand why the stewards didn't investigate it, mostly because the logic I had, and I said this on Twitter on Monday, was: Can you conduct a fair investigation if you do not have all of the evidence available to you? Um, I would also, on the counter myself, I would also say there was probably enough on the broadcast cameras to have a pretty good idea of what happened. Um, yeah. You know, I. <sighs> If somebody put a gun to my head, I would say five-second time penalty for Max Verstappen. However, by the letter of the book, I do not know what constitutes a penalty anymore. I've said this, and I've, I've named it the Verstappen Amendment. Because I go back to Austria 2019, where Verstappen ran Charles Leclerc four wheels off a track on a penultimate lap of a Grand Prix to win the race... The stewards sat down for two hours, pulled a finger out of their butts, and let him keep it. At that point, I said, "Well, at this point, it's pretty much like it's a it's a it's a lottery it's a lottery it's flip a or a coin flip." But it's that was you wish. but that was overtaking and ramming someone off the circuit, which since that race seems to be perfectly fine, unless you're Lando Norris or Sergio Perez. Yeah, like I'll I'll, I'll borrow a line from King where he's like. Once the guy's got the apex, what happens afterwards is, is pretty much fair game at yeah, this honestly. point from, from the FIA. And so, honestly, I don't know what a penalty is anymore. So, I had no, like I said on Twitter during the race, problem I have that, no opinion on this. Like, problem I, I just don't. The problem is that, of, that both of them were about 10 meters from the apex. Because that's the weird thing about Formula One and motorsport in general. In the past decade, Every other major sports league around the world has incorporated either uh, retired officials or just any person who has experience officiating the sport to be just an on-air analyst to explain the decision-making process. They might not be right all the time. They they might even make a few minor errors, but they're there to to explain the mindset to average viewers about what the line of thinking to a race official world, well, in this case, a game official is in mm. how they give out penalties. And, yeah, like, and this one didn't help when Massey let slip the, oh, we didn't actually get Verstappen's on board, which only fueled the fire on the internet further. I mean, a really Especially. good look. That's what opened the gate to a possible Mercedes appeal, because you have uh, participants have the right to review penalties, whether they're like mistaken penalties or just total non-calls. If there's new evidence, and because Massey said that they didn't have this as evidence, and now this evidence is available, it's new. Hang on, I'm Bill Belichick. Throw my challenge flag. Um, there we go. Um, challenge flags in. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm appealing the decision. Look, I know a lot of people have screamed from the rooftops, and I've had three-page paragraphs in my Twitter mentions about this. I would like to repeat this statement one more time, everybody. You are never going to get consistent stewarding in this damn sport. Not the way it is right now. We rotate too many stewards... The, the rule book is far too open to interpretation and mitigating factors. And there is such a wide range of penalties from no investigations at all to warnings, time penalties, drive throughs, stop and goes. 
You oh, are I think, never. I think you hit the ever. nail on the head. Yeah. Perfectly. Yeah. In the last ten years, there has been enough different precedents set from different incidents between different drivers, and don't tell me that they don't penalize on outcome because they clearly do, depending on the outcome. We don't know what constitutes a penalty anymore, and you can cite a dozen different in- incidents to claim a dozen different penalties. Well, the, th- the thing is that, like, you can't even say anymore, because it's always been like this, because racing has a different tradition in terms of penalties and officiating compared to the quote-unquote traditional ball sports, where this is a tradition that stems from, you know, all the other sports that Krista, well, the 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 landed gentry and sportsmen used to participate in were racing. The closest equivalent to racing officiating is yacht racing, where it's on a literally a case by case basis. Every, every investigation is different. Yes. They use president sometimes, but it's largely down to what happened in that situation. And how do we adjudicate this in a term, in a way where we could somewhat make this right. Instead of, mm. hey, you broke a certain rule, this is what the rule says the penalty is. It's literally two different traditions. Yeah, you can't. And you can't do that in Formula One. There is too many mitigating factors, there are too many variables involved, and there are too many potential outcomes. You will no. never get consistency in this game. It just, it's just no. not going to happen. The one thing that I like about the, you know, how professional yacht racing since that's a thing now what in in that compared to formula one is uh number one they have permanent stewards that these people do it as their full-time job uh two on pretty much in every recent broadcast whether it be the america's cup the olympic games or sale gp they always have a broadcast line open to race control, where people, where someone from from the race control team can explain how they made their decision and why they made that decision. Transparency, I love it. King, you're talking dirty to me right now. It's it's, it's beautiful. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we could open the floor to this boat sport 101 segment. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for it. We need water sport 101. <laughs> Unfortunately, one of the things that have carried that's carried over from this tradition is that if you think that a decision was made incorrectly, you do have legal means of appeal through uh, either a literal court or a court-like body, which the FIA has on its own. And now we are literally taking this to a review. And if the review doesn't go the way Mercedes wants it to. They could appeal the decision on this review of a decision. Oh god! Yeah. This could go all this could go all the way up to the top courts in the FIA. Yeah, yep. like, and if if they don't like how things are at the FIA, once they reach the highest judicial body at the FIA, well, we're going to the court of arbitration for sport. How much yes! do you want to bet? <laughs> I will bet an unreasonably large sum of money. And if this championship is decided by less than three points, we go. We are not going to hear. We are. We are going into 2024 before Mercedes lets this go. King, I, because I, I told you, Cam, I will. I will put fifty bucks charity of your choice that it that it that it doesn't go all the way. But if you want, if you want to do fifty bucks for charity, we'll do it. It was right here and now. Oh God! <laughs> you you, you heard it here first. Folks. Okay. You, you know what, Cam? You're on. Mm, you, you, that's you that's if it first. gets denied and they keep this going and this championship ends up on a count back, which it very well could, given how things are going right now. Oh, yeah. We're never going to hear the end of this. Oh, yeah. We, we, we shall see. All this uh, all this over a debatable five-second penalty. You'll love F1. Mercedes is going to bring this before Judge Judy. Yeah, and, and before we move on, real <laughs> Or Judge Jerry now, because Jerry Springer's a judge now. But uh, I was, was oh, going to no. say, <laughs> I was going to say, look, for, to wrap this point up, who gives a shit? This is what F1 is all about. Marginal calls like this is what makes it so goddamn entertaining. So shut up and enjoy the goddamn show, you moaning bastards. 
This is why I like this. This is why I like sailing. Because we got moments where we have Ben Ainsley calling the race director an idiot. Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Our boat died twice. That's true. Our boat did go airborne at highway speeds and die. Counter counterpoint. It was funny. <laughs> That's so true. Dre's got the Dre's got the only good take on on our on our crappy boat. Uh, hey, everybody, we did it. We survived an entire three races worth of sprint weekends. Yeah, we got a cargo from twenty to fifth. Yeah, does that mean the sprint is good? No. No. Yeah! <laughs> Can't wait for seven more next year. Yeah. I'm gonna throw look, up. Look, I think it's safe to say that this is the definition of an outlier. <laughs> like, I'm, look, I look, I, I joked think. about it on my Substack page that this was the this was the perfect scenario for Ross Broad to rub his hands and reach for the bottle of the baby oil because this was the perfect scenario for oh, his new man. format. Hamilton in a busted car from the back of the field is going to pick these dudes off one by one, and that is exactly what we got because everyone and their mother knows that Hamilton is two seconds a lap faster than eighty percent of the goddamn midfield. Like yeah. we knew this. <laughs> A lot of people, and I agree with them, feel that this is this is solid proof that the sprint race could be entertaining if you just made changes, and that the sprint race is broken at the moment. But again, just make a couple changes, and it'll be fine. And yeah. we already have teams out here saying no, uh, an actual reverse grid race would be different uh, because it would be hard. It would be a lot harder for the Mercedes to overtake a Red Bull if they both started at the back, and you would end have up the with- Red Bull clearing the way for the Mercedes. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the teams are arguing that you would just get. Uh, there'd be no overtaking, actually, and there'd be a trade, and you'd end up with Haas winning her, winning the spirit. Let's go, Okay, Nick. okay, okay, hold up. Hold the goddamn phone. We could take the fuel flow limiters off of the Haas and give them a lap head start, and they'd still get the ass whooped. Oh, no. Don't, don't you do Mick like that. Nikita Mazepin was crying on Saturday over how bad things are going. Yeah, Have some yeah, Nikita, yeah, Nikita, I feast on his, I, I that feast on his tears. I feast <laughs> on his tears. I, I wanted to make the point that it was a very brave call from his side of the garage to uh, to feed him um, the Hot Ones last dab uh, before, <laughs> after his interview. This, this, is, oh. this is the Adam. This is the Adam Richmond challenge, oh, where they dump man. the whole bottle of ghost pepper extract in just to smoke them out. That's can what I just say. Oh, yeah. Can I just say mm. not to like derail this further that I that I could not stand that Nikita Mazepin gave the most interesting uh, quote after after the sprint, and it was mostly just him talking way too much about how there's too much turnover at Haas, in particular on his side of the garage. And oh, Gunther dear. Steiner's just having to rein it in like five minutes afterwards. Because again, yeah. if, if there's a lot of turnover, particularly at his side of the garage, you gotta start asking questions. Why are why are a lot of people not wanting to work at the Kita side of the garage? What's going on? I, I think no I, I, I think that's a team. I think that is a team with all of its uh bodily fluids leaking out, mainly blood. I was gonna say like I was going to say, like, uh, who wants to work with this dead horse? Anyway, I mean, look, it's, it's, this was an outlier, and this was the perfect storm for Ross Braun's Uh endorsement of this format. Do not read too much into it. Yeah, outside of Hamilton and outside of Carlos Sainz jumping up to second on the first lap, there were nothing going on here. Same as in Silverstone, same as in Monza. I would. If it were up to me, I'd flip the top 10 from traditional qualifying, and that's how we start the sprint. Is this not yeah, what yeah, I said after Monza? This is, this is, I, I said flip a random number of spots so people don't tank you free. Hmm. Sprint race gets a standalone, it's a standalone race format, and we give more points out. Problem solved! Oh. 
Everybody's a winner. We go out. We, we go out before the sprint. We have a big glittery purple hat on the grid. And everyone Thank pulls you. their grid slot out of the hat. We no, have no. celebrity... Like, again, do what, they, do what they do. Random number. But to determine the random number... Like Trey was about to say, we're, we have a random celebrity pick the number out of a hat. If they pick 12, well, guess what? 12 of y'all going in a match. See, this is, this is great because it offends F1 boomers who, one, hate anything that's not going to turn F1 into pure meritocracy, and two, hates celebrities that are not like lifelong F1 fans. It's yes. It works for both ends. It works. I love this idea already. We can get influencers come there. We can get a big spangly hat. We can put it on television before the sprint race starts. We can move them around on the grid if need be to add to the spectacle. Like it's, it's gonna be like it's gonna, it's gonna be like playing Mario Party. It's gonna be fantastic. No, 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 no. I'm from New York. So what you do is you're gonna get one of those bingo wheelbarrows and you're gonna yes. put a lot of envelopes in there and then you're gonna spin the wheel. So I was gonna reach in and pull an envelope out and. Then the is F1 it the one with the bend in it? I keep F1 it classy. Qualifying bra brought to you by SciTalk NYC. Yeah. When we're it's at all of that before we started recording this. Yeah. It's why we ended, yeah. it's why we all ended up a bit hyper, and I always ask the question, how did King turn out so normal? Um, <laughs> God bless New York. But, uh, look. Bing, bing bong. Like, bing bong. I like... Bing bong, but I like that all of you have come round to my way of thinking on this one. I, I'm I'm proud of you all. Like I really am proud that I was able to convince an American United Kingdom coalition on the sprint. Like like Ross, if no, you no, want to no, give I me a, a better call, idea, <clears throat> got a better idea. We decide this four drivers at a time. A Mario Kart 64 battle mode. Perfect, perfect. Problem solved. Um, if not, just put them on Rainbow Road. Before we get out of here, <laughs> we have now confirmed the entire 2022 grid. The final seat was filled. It was announced a couple of, like, a couple of days ago that Guan Yu Zhou uh, will be heading to the second Alfa Romeo seat to partner Valtteri Bottas, China's first ever uh, Formula One driver. Good for him. Honestly, he's I a lovely guy. Issue, and... I need to issue a correction <laughs> at this point because... Uh... Somebody had figured this out a couple days ago because there was an Alfa Romeo <laughs> dealership in Shanghai that uh, oh put up God. a banner saying congratulations to Guan Yu Zhou on being China's first F1 driver. Um, people were not sure if this was real. <laughs> like, somebody is getting a call from corporate. <laughs> yeah, like, you, you, either, you, you either got this wrong... Or you broke an NDA real hard. Either way, <laughs> either way, hire a lawyer. I mean, King, I know you had a lot to say on this one on on the Twitters because uh, it, annoyingly, this one got kind of ugly in terms of an announcement. Yep, because uh, people in the replies immediately went to, oh, Guan Yu Jia does not deserve that seat at what is relatively a back-of-the-field team. There were more deserving drivers. Guan Yu Zhao paid for that seat. And then it just started going further and further, where it's like, yeah, F1 shouldn't... Like, F1 shouldn't be letting a Chinese money come into the sport. And I'm like, whoa, guys, slow down. Some people take it, took it even further than that, saying that we can't condone the actions of the People's Republic of China. And I'm like, guys, <laughs> Guan Yu, we don't, admittedly, we don't know yet who are Guan Yu Zhao's specific sponsors that got him the F1 seat. Because again, he didn't have a lot of backing financially in his career up until yeah, this, this point. Yeah, this dude spent most of his racing life in Sheffield in the UK. This man is practically <laughs> yeah, half Yeah, like, he's... Of, of all the quote-unquote pay drivers, he really has never been that big of, fi of a financial asset to a team he's driving for. Yeah. No, he's just good. He's just really good. Look, was he the absolute optimum number one pick on the board? Probably, Probably not. Yeah, no. Probably. However, Everyone knows definitely not. 
And, 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 the, and the thing is, though, is that, look, I don't envy any of you Oscar Piastri stands out there. I know Cuffing Season was a hilarious episode for you. However, Guan Yu Zhou is absolutely good enough to be in Formula One. Absolutely. And, he was good and, enough. To, well, everything that I saw of him in 2019, when he won the Antoine Hubert Rookie of the Year Award in Formula Two, it was a regular yeah. contender for race wins every weekend. The guy's good enough. Yeah, yeah, he is fine. Like, like honestly, like honestly, just like how a lot of people want to refuse that other binaries, you know, still exist. This is on a spectrum. No one gets to F one solely on either merit or payment anymore. Uh, I just say, does everyone remember that shitty pay driver Ayrton Senna? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was more of a Michael Schumacher fan myself, you see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what, what a scrub paid to get his spot in the sport. Do you realize how stupid that argument is? Everyone remember that page driver Juan Manuel Fangio. I know, right? It's terrible. Oh. <laughs> Whatever happened Juan to him anyway? Could, Juan Yuzhou could end up getting clapped 20-something. Uh, 20, 20 he could get 20 bald and head-head qualifying next sure. year. And you know, we could all have a mea culpa saying that maybe Guanajuato wasn't that good. I don't know. But I'd like to think that he's shown on the merit of his abilities that he's good enough. I mean, no, he did not exactly light up in Formula 3, but it's more encouraging if you take a big step forward from F3 to F2 anyway, because Carlos Sainz Jr. was not that good in F3 and, for, and uh, GP3. But nobody talks about that now because he's been perennially the most underrated driver in the grid for a number of years now. Yeah. Well, and, look, and how look. you perform, how you perform in the junior formula does not necessarily nail on how you're going to perform at the top. Case in point, our new case in point, our new MotoGP World Champion Fabio Quartararo, who was twenty thousand tons of twenty thousand tons of mid in the junior formula in in motorcycles. One career win before he got to MotoGP. The, the thing is, I I wouldn't go down that line of thinking yet because we don't know if Guan Yu Zhao is going to be great in F one or not. I, no, I think, we don't. I think it's, it's important. That's exactly it. I think it's important to focus on that. No one gets to F one solely on merit. So, yeah. Some do heavily, you know, get it on merit, but there are also commercial aspects to why they got signed. Like, yeah. yes, Max Verstappen was the once in a generation talent, but there was definitely. You know, a commercial from a commercial standpoint, a reason for Red Bull to sign him because when Red Bull first entered F1, their goal was to have the youngest ever F1 champion. And guess they what do. box? Yeah, guess what box Max Verstappen checks? Hey, we could lower that record even more than we lowered it already. Yeah, not not and any, look. not quite anymore. Yeah, not quite but, anymore. <laughs> but they did with Vettel, and case in point, Vettel was pretty good. In the junior formula. Yeah. No matter what you say, he's a four-time Formula One world champion. Yeah. You just and, don't and, know until they get there. And and to make a grander point, the the pound for pound best twenty never make it into F one at the same time. F one oh, no. I'd I'd say on par score any given year, there are fifteen seats that are pretty much locked in before you even start talking about transfers and who can make it in and who couldn't. We've been spoilt rotten with young talent the last three or four years as it is. Next year's grid will have nine Formula 2 graduates in it next year. Half the field will be a Formula 2 graduate next season. And yes, Nicholas Latifi is not Lando Norris. I completely understand that. But it has never existed in Formula 1 where the pure 20 best drivers in the world have been in there at the same time. That's just not how this sport works. And we would find a way to hate it if it was purely a meritocracy game or if it was purely a rich man's club because we will always have more talent and seats available. This time last year, we were sitting down debating whether three Ferrari graduates could come up at the same time, even though in the back of our heads, we probably all knew that wasn't actually going to happen. You but know. also, I'd, like, again, the... Co the if you're if you're any major manufacturer, 
how could you ever turn down the opportunity to have the first Formula One driver from the People's Republic of China? As a massive country. Yeah, a massive country with, uh, you know, a burgeoning middle class who definitely have the paychecks to start following F1 and start buying cars. And, again, like, again, as RJ alluded to, Axe Alpine, because Guan Yu Zhao was in the Alpine Academy. Before Alpine, Guan Yu Zhao was in the Ferrari Driver Academy. These companies want to make an inroad in the People's Republic of China, and this is probably going to be their one opportunity, because there isn't another Chinese driver on the junior ladder. And Well, don't let these last two years fool you. We did once, in fact, have a Chinese Grand Prix. In fact, it's probably coming back soon, because they just signed a contract. It's back in 2023. <laughs> It's, it's back in 2023. I feel and like look, people just want to get off their shit. They, they want to co-opt the feeling of we are very concerned about actual bad stuff that's happening in the People's Republic. Of, they want to they use that to wrap up a, an even shittier take. It's dog whistling. Yeah, it's, it it's it is. dog whistling, and they're yeah. and of course, obviously, there are human rights concerns in the people's book. Yeah, we're not China. ignorant to that. We're we're not ignorant of that. But the thing is that number one, we were still racing there for a while. Where were y'all at when that was happening? Happen? I say, where are we racing in? Uh, well, the next three races, three races, <laughs> and. There are a lot of drivers from countries that have questionable human rights records, and no one's saying that they shouldn't be in F1. And no one, also, no one's implying that their money comes from their country's government that's doing this. Which, right, right. Again, Joe well, is not a lightning rod for all of us to bash the, the country of China with. Yeah, he's not. Bad. He's not all of our. It's not fair to him. No. He's just one guy who happened to be pretty damn good in a racing car. We'll see how F1 goes. And he's got a Formula One seat now. Yeah, because again, you start making these arguments, you open up a, a lot of things that you probably don't want to discuss. Like, again, when Ayrton Senna entered F1 as a paid driver, his biggest sponsor, National Bank, which, again, everyone still wears National Bank caps, was a state-owned bank of the military dictatorship of Brazil. Brazil! So, <laughs> so do you really want to go down that rabbit hole? No, you don't. And let's just leave that one there. I mean, look, best of luck to Guan Yu Zhou. I think he'll be just fine in, in a deep, decent Alfa Romeo he loves his shoes. He's got great taste in shoes and fashion. I, think I appreciate that. I, I am uh, on on Alfa Romeo's 2022 lineup. I am certainly whelmed. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a decent lineup for a for a, for a low end team. Bottas and Guan Yu Zhou. That's a solid lineup for a team that's probably yeah, going to finish ninth in the constructors this year. If they actually like, build a good car, like they're <laughs> good, they would be the surprise package. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. You know, that's a big if, but you know, I, I get I get what you're saying, and look. Best of luck to Antonio Giovinazzi. He'll be heading over to the Dragon Formula E team next year. Good Ooh, luck to you him. want to talk about teams that really need to stop fumbling the bag. On the yeah, subject like, of AJ Foyt racing with Kirkwood, now yeah, it's oh, yeah. Dragon Penske with Look, Giovinazzi and Sergio camera. If Jesus can't help Dragon, nobody can help <laughs> Jay Penske. Perfect. That is the perfect quote to end the show on. Beautiful. Uh, faces you can find us one more time. Uh, we're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles on the screen at Harris 101 HD, at RJ O'Connell, at Ryan Eric King, at CBuckley 917. We're on Instagram at Motorsport 101 Pod. Um, we're on our website, Motorsport101.com, and our Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash Motorsport 101. You can find us on there and you can back us financially if you really really like us now i know what you're all thinking what I, what about that riding guy in valencia the the, the italian feather that might have done his last race and all we'll get to him we'll be back for that on youtube in a couple of weeks time
stay tuned on that. Keep an eye on our social media. But uh, yeah, don't worry. We're giving Valentino Rossi some special attention here. Oh, um, I thought it was Thomas Ludi. Oh, I like Thomas, you know, Thomas Ludi, 318 Grand Prix, the gatekeeper. And, and we love Petrux. Who doesn't love Petrux? He had a hat and tie on the grid and he was hugging. He was in tears before it had even started. One of the, the little great dudes in Black Racing. And look, I as a Florida. shout out. Uh, yeah. Uh, How about all that? Uh, sorry, sorry. A certain, according to a certain Van Man journalist, we have to pay equal attention to every man who is leaving this sport. Um, so I will now be exiting the podcast as Andre Harrison of 300 podcast appearances. Um, uh, anywho, <laughs> shout out to Petrick, shout out to Thomas Luti. We'll be talking more a bit about Valentino Rossi soon. We'll be back next week for the final round of this triple header. It's a brand new race for Formula One. It's the Qatar Grand Prix. Um, we're not holding out too much hope for this one, but hey, you never know, right? Nah, screw uh, Qatar. I'm spending my weekend at Monza. Rally Monza, baby. Rally Monza. We love Rally Monza. We love Rally Monza. Sebastian Ogier fan club, Mr. Ryan Eric King. Yes, yes. <laughs> we will wrestle King back from his Rally of Monza for next week's show, we promise. We're having tape to the chair, like 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 Will Smith that time it was in Abu Dhabi with Lewis Hamilton. Um, but uh, until next week, we're going to review Qatar. I've been Dre Harrison. They've been RJ O'Connell, Ryan Eric King, and Cam Buckley. Until next time, thank you very much for watching and listening. Sayonara. Later, y'all. Bye. Run the Monza banking for the rally, you cowards. They will. They will. Yeah, let's go. So, King, what happened to you that one time you were on iRacing with it? No comment. <laughs> ah.